Okay, so uh, I think we are happy that the road trip is over. We are not happy with how it went, and we are not happy with our latest injury. Nathan McKinnon left the game last night and did not return as of our recording this. We don't know the extent of it, but I just... I'm trying to find the words, Kyle. And we have a half hour that we have to fill. (laughs) So we need to find the words. Another episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns. Yeah, concerns to Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. So, yeah, we have to start with the continuation of the most insane, ridiculous, whatever superlative you want to throw in there uh, for what is going on with the Colorado Avalanche when it comes to injuries. And this time it's Nathan McKinnon. Um, You don't take for granted guys like him just never get injured, but, you know, you don't typically see your superstars get hurt, uh, and he did. He he got injured right towards the end of the first period and did not return. So what does that mean? Because the list of players just continues to grow for the Avalanche, and it's just – I've never seen anything like this in my life. You said it the other day. We talk about Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCart injuries when it comes to the Colorado Avalanche, and we're doing that again today. And just so happens, two of those things are the same. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon being injured. Uh, we'll talk about the game and everything um, and how the Avalanche lost that one to the Flyers, which is we were saying that that was a game you had to win. And when when that happened, you I mean, you can't dwell on it for too long. You know what I mean? Like you, you could, you're not going to sit there and sulk about it. But for maybe for when you first hear about it, it is a little bit demoralizing. But you got to get back into the game, and for some, a lot of it, the Avalanche did, but it, but nothing, nothing, everything is still the same. They just don't have the firepower in depth right now. And when you lose him, oh man, like I really hope this is not a, a long term thing for McKinnon. You can look at this two ways. Um, when Nathan McKinnon went down, it's sad that we're numb to it. Like, yeah, but it's I, like I mean, you are, you, but it is one of those not like for someone like him. Yeah, for every day that we talk about a new uh, Colorado Avalanche injury report and a new name that goes on it, the comments you he- see a lot in the YouTube comments is this can't keep going on because you're stressing the top line, and the last thing we want to see is one of them go down. Right here we are, but. Yeah. Let me let me sprinkle a little sunshine on you. It's early in the season. We, it yes, it's rough. It's Nathan McKinnon. That's going to hurt. Boston's knocking on the door. That hurts, but we're still in a pretty good place. We're the season's not over. 
We can make no. up what? we can make up ground, but this is not the start we anticipated, wanted, or needed going into 2022-23. And you hope it's nothing serious with Nathan McKinnon. And then when New Hook took the puck to the face, you're just you just throw up your hands. You're like, anybody <laughs> else, please, please for goodness sake. And we had we had Galchenyuk out there after being placed on waivers and he was playing in the game, and you're like, Hockey makes no sense anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, the I mean, after I think Miko's the only one left. Yep. And yeah, you're, you're starting like you said. Newhook got got smacked in the face with a puck, and it's like, okay, now we're getting to those guys. We, we we've got everybody out of the way except for for Miko, and and now it's you know those second tier guys that are going to start getting it. it. It it's just it's insanity. It's it's absolute insanity. And you know the Avs were playing well. To start this game, we'll, we'll talk about the game in a minute. But um, the the lines for this game yeah. were just bizarre. Uh, here we go. So your your top line was Cogliano, McKinnon, and O'Connor. Your second line was Newhook, Rantanen, and Hudon. Um, you had Hunt, Comfer, and Kout on the third. And then Anton Bleed and Megna and Galchenyuk on the fourth. And even on defense, they move stuff around. Where Sam Gerard was on the top line with Kale McCarr, and they moved Taves down with Eric Johnson, and you had England again with McDonald. So I, I, I wasn't against moving things around because you almost have to break up McKinnon and Ranton in right now because that's where everything was going out of, everything. And to try to break that up, I get it. I get it. And then what happened? Even even when you try to to change things up and, and get some something going, this happens. So I'm 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 just I've never seen it, man. I've never as, as long as I've been been following this Colorado Avalanche team, and that's since the year they moved here. Um, it's I, you get injuries. Injuries are going to happen, but to have all of this right now is is just mind-boggling to me and it and it shows it shows because you 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 can't anticipate you can't prepare for this and you you just did a very good job and i commend you on trying to put a positive spin on this and it is early enough in the season where you hope it doesn't hurt you and you you have somewhat of a timetable when all these guys should be coming back which should be relatively soon like uh, you still have gabe landeskog who and who is probably the still the last one to come back mm -hmm. right i don't think anything is anybody's beyond <laughs> it's funny we have nuke the choo-choo train possibly coming back sometime this week and gabe landeskog will be the caboose of that injury train returning coming back to the avalanche so he, he <laughs> that's, that's a good point <laughs> but you know you have all these guys coming back hopefully within a month Mm -hmm. So that's good. I mean, I, I get, you know, like I said, the, the spin that you're trying to put on it and keep it in a positive tone. But this sucks, man. This sucks because you don't want to get so far behind in the yeah. standing. And they're not yet. Um, that now now when you do get these guys back, all you're doing for the rest of the year is playing catch up. Yep. You don't want to do that either. Yeah, that's that's what the Avalanche are going to be doing. Everybody just settle in. It's going to be a fun rest of the year. But, you know, I was... You know, after that game was over, and I was trying to 
you know, figure out if I was dreaming this, if this is reality. I'm staring into the the grid of my drop ceiling. And you remember like six years ago when we had injuries galore in the goalie position and Patrick Waugh was an e-bug for like half of a game. Like it was that we had that situation where Waugh was the coach and he was slated like he was going to be the e-bug for that night because we had no one else. I don't remember that. Yes, it, <laughs> it was. Crazy. Yeah, he was going, yeah. and it was like it was exciting because I think it was right before the Red Wing, Red Wings, and Avalanche outdoor game. It was that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say this all to say, um, I wonder if Bednar still has his equipment because <laughs> one, he's going to need to wear a helmet on the bench because he's next for getting a puck to the face and then taking an, a UBI, and then um, we need to get him out there. We're yeah. running. We're running out of eagles. We're going to start calling up Utah Grizzlies, and it's it, uh, yeah, it, it's baffling to me. It really is, and and it's just freakish things. You know what I mean? It's not that he was out there for. You know, we we were talking earlier about um, Cal McCarr and him playing thirty minutes a game, just you know, because he's out. He's you know. They rely on him so much, and we were like, man, I hope he doesn't get burnt out. Like those are 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 strength and conditioning issues that you're just taxing his body that is a is a concern um you can't do anything about a guy just checking you into the boards or throwing you down to the ice you you can't do anything about that and philly is a a physical team um that's pretty much how they how they try to to get up on you and you just saw like uh, when when mckinnon went out well, they showed that replay of him taking that shot like right inside the blue line, and then he, he kind of like winced a little bit. I'm like, you don't come back from that the same day. You don't. There's too much pain there where it, that now that's always, even if you do start feeling a little bit better, um, every time you know he winds up and takes one of those slap shots if they're on the power play, it's going to be in his head, and he's, and he's not going to be 100%. So I really didn't anticipate him coming back in that game. He didn't. And now you have just a mishmash of of line combinations that it's just struggling to produce anything. And and I get it. And they're trying. They are trying. But it's just you don't have that, you know, Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon connection because they've been playing together for all these years. You don't have that on any of these lines right now. And remember, Nathan McKinnon heals like Wolverine. Remember, he broke his finger, was supposed to be out. For a couple of weeks, he was back within days. Same with a broken nose. So don't be so doom and gloom that Nathan McKinnon's out. He might be back sooner than anticipated. True. But no matter what way you slice this banana, Boston is coming to Ball Arena. And you saw a glimpse of hope towards the end of the game on how the attitude around this team and the remaining soldiers that are left are going to take. Um, led by Miko Rantanen, mm-hmm. you, you see... This attitude starting to wake up in the team like, hey, we have to step it up. Everybody's falling. It's on us now. I saw the awakening I was wanting the game before. Mm. Maybe we're getting it now. But there's a glimmer of positive here. And this Boston game may not be that ugly. If you don't have Nathan McKinnon in that game, it's going to be ugly. I'm just preparing everybody now. Like I don't know. Like you're right about we don't know the extent of his injury, but how can you not just look at this and just and just f- fear and assume the worst? And I know you shouldn't do that, 
but just with all of these injuries now, um, you know, out of the this four game road trip, the Avalanche lost Josh Manson, Arturi Lekkinen, and Nathan McKinnon. That's a bad road trip. Even if you finished two and two, even if you won that game last night against the Flyers, it's still a bad road trip because you lost three huge players. Uh, from 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 a, a point standpoint, yeah, you finished five hundred. You can say that that's a good road trip. I get it, but what you lost. I know Lekkinen, they're saying, is day-to-day. Manson is week-to-week, and we don't know with McKinnon. That's that's not a road trip I want to relive. No, but, you know, that's kind of how the Avalanche operate the best when they're kind of counted out. Like, now without Nathan McKinnon, like, they're back to the underdog role. Usually when everybody Mm -hmm. says, oh, yeah, they're going to win every game, it's always a struggle. They play down. When you kind of count the Avalanche out, that's when they surprise you. That's what they've been doing for years. Maybe it's time to get back to that style of heartbreaker again. I mean, you have to. You have to because, you know, you've gone from the top of the mountain in winning that Stanley Cup to now you are sliding down it. And it's not a free fall yet. You didn't get pushed off the top and you're, you know, falling to your death. But uh, the rocks below your feet are starting to slide and you got to stop it as best as you can. So. Um, all right, well, we'll get to this game in particular, and then we do have a sound check, of course, that we have to get to in a little bit. But first, we're going to hear from Simply Safe. And we here at Locked On Avalanche, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. Right now, Simply Safe is offering. Our listeners at Lockdown Avalanche, 40% off a new security home system. Don't put it off. We say all the time how it is uh, the holiday season. And at the closer we get to Christmas, the more those wandering eyes are going to be out in your neighborhood looking for uh, any just Amazon boxes on your doorstep to take away from you. So don't miss your chance to save big. On our favorite security system, that's 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. And there is no safe like Simply Safe. All right. So, more specifically, the game against the Flyers. Yeah, Avalanche lose it five to three. They did make a go at it towards the end. Um, and it was it was like bookends, like th- the start of this game. They looked good. They had some good jump. They got the first goal of the game. Things were and, th- and it was a power play goal. So things were flowing. And then you had the McKinnon injury. And I'm sorry, that's going to hurt you, at least for a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you have to get back into the game. You can't dwell on it. But um, I, I think the Flyers saw that as an opportunity to to pounce and really start like upping the physicality of the game, which is how they play. John Tortorella's teams do two things. They play physical and they dump and chase Mm. over and over and over and over again. And if they can get some greasy goals in the meantime, they will. They had some, they had a pretty good, uh, I think, man, which one? I don't want to give them credit, but the uh, Tony D'Angelo one, I, I like they, they had some okay goals in this game, you know, but this is a team that struggles to score. Yeah. And you gave, you let them score five. Uh, one was an empty netter. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I still feel like even though down Nathan McKinnon, 
I, I get it. You, you just have so many guys that just, we said earlier, haven't played together. Uh, I still feel like you have to beat this team. And mm-hmm. you can't get down on yourself because you lost him. Um, you, you should have still won this game. And they, they, had, they had an opportunity at the end. They made it exciting. But when the Phillies, or the Phillies, the Flyers got that, uh, that empty netter, that, that really just sealed the deal. Yeah, there's really no excuse for losing to the Flyers. They are well, that's the only even excuse. even that like yeah. to give Philly their second win in 14 games. You don't want that tally. Um, a full a full squad of the Colorado Eagles on any given night could beat the Flyers, and they were reeling, and they knew it, and they felt like they had their chance to prove it. And we gave it to him. Yorgiev was okay. He's, he, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, I, I haven't given up on him in any stretch of the imagination, but how we were saying a couple weeks ago, you know, as well as he's playing, you just expect him to hit some sort of lull. And this might be it right now. Yeah. Um, you, you needed him. You needed him last night. Um, and he didn't really come through. So uh, I don't know. Like, what's he? Where, are they going to put him back out there for the Bruins game? I, I would think so. I would think so. You give him a day off, and, and then he's right back out there. I, I don't think you're going to put uh, Francois back out there, especially final loss. If he had beaten the, the Bruins, maybe you throw him back out there. But I think, you know, this is Georgiev. And what do they always say with him? The opportunity he's going to get with the Avalanche is he's going to play a lot. And yeah. that's when he gets into a groove and he's not, you know, just playing every few games, backing up Shesterkin and things like that. So I think he's going to be out there for the Bruins game. And uh, I anticipate him having a really good game because he needs one. He really needs This was not a good trip for him. Yeah, the the gap between Frankie and Yorgiev is, I mean, they're back neck and neck now. It's 1A, 1B because... He's starting to get floaty. It's not just bad breaks. He's getting floaty, overcompensating, overplaying. He's doing a little too much. He needs to settle down. But but remember how like a month ago we were saying like they're they're neck and neck, and they were both playing out of their mind. <laughs> now we're right? back down. Yeah, now now we're neck and neck, and they're struggling a little bit. So um, you're going to go through that with goalies, but I, I think that's why they put them right back out there. Um, I and I even tweeted about it. I had some issues with Miko Rantanen, and let me see what he finished with as far as shots on goal. Um, three. When I tweeted it out, he only had two, and that was with about like seven minutes left in the game. So he got one more shot on goal. That was a goal. Um, it was that, yeah, because that was right, yeah, with like three and a half minutes left. Yeah, that was the goal. That was it. So to me, it was just, you know, he 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 needed to really just be that guy, and I know that's a lot to ask when you have so many guys out. Um, but he needed to be the one where the offense ran through him. And yeah, it's kind of easy to kind of focus in on him when when you're down. You, he's the only guy left in that top line essentially now, even though he started on the second line in this game. Um, but he he's got to find ways. He's that talented and he's that big of, of a body where he can find ways, uh, work without the puck. You know, you have got you have got Alex Newhook can can kind of like 
maneuver and play make with the puck while you find open ice. There's ways to do it. Um, and he just, he wasn't, he wasn't finding open ice. He, he wasn't finding shooting lanes to the net and it resulted in, in three shots on goal. I thought he was passing way too much last night. But I know he can rise to the occasion because sure. 1920 or 1819 where both Landy and Nate were out and Miko yeah. carried the team. You're right. So it's a role that he knows he could take and what better place to get back to that Miko Rantanen against Boston. But that's something I know he can handle because he's done it before um, to a, I mean, exponentially. Yeah. Uh, it was a great level of play that he had. But yeah, towards the middle frame, I think he was just as confused as the fans with what is going on. <laughs> I think it was really evident after the new hook puck to the face. That whole team felt lost, disoriented, and they just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> I mean, it, it might be it, – it's different when you have to make that change in-game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and for a little while, you're probably still looking back at the bench. And is he – is McKinnon yeah. going to return? You know, yep. And you don't know. You're still in that kind of like limbo situation. So um, maybe it's a little bit unfair to like tag him with that middle of the game to just change everything and just be the guy but he's got he's got to do that he's got to yep. know like okay he i can't keep looking over there i'm not saying he was doing this i'm just saying like if he comes back he comes back if he doesn't i still have to be the guy you're right when he when he really stepped up a few years ago you know going into those games i am the guy so yep. maybe if if they're not going to have lekkonen if they don't have mckinnon you know maybe goes in with just with a different mindset at the start of the game rather than halfway through it where every the, you know the papers just got thrown up in the air last night yeah. so um you know what we did do I, I was waiting i was waiting i was waiting you know you know what we won last night face-off percentages <laughs> so we we won something <laughs> the ship is sinking but points. boy the music is great <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 51% to 49%. They won that bad boy. Um, you know, 32 shots on goal compared to the Flyers 34. You were one for one on your power plays. And then you went 0 for four after that. And you let the Flyers who have the worst power play in the league go two for three. That hurts a little bit. And as far as hits go, here you go. You know, the abs threw 29 hits. While the Flyers threw 37, that's their game. And again, the uh, Bruins were a physical team too. I don't, I don't ever feel like a team can be so physical with the Avalanche that it gets them out of their game. What got the Avalanche out of their game was Nathan McKinnon getting injured, and then now we're just, we're just crisscrossing lines and putting guys together. Like that's what got the Avalanche out of their game. Yeah, we're improving on some things, and hey, maybe it's Nathan McKinnon not taking faceoffs. No. <laughs> no, um, it's yeah. You could take that little victory out, and we have to have some yeah. sort of cohesion. And I know we mentioned earlier Miko Rantanen. This is prime JT Comfer. It is time to go. This is, and he looked good. I he does. Say. Like I feel like he's right there, and I feel yeah. like with all of this, he's going to get in that locker room, look at Miko, and know, hey, it's me and you, bud. We got to yeah. go. Yeah. I, I, and he can rise to the occasion. He rises in the playoffs. Yep. So whatever you do in the playoffs, JT, we need that in December. 
Yep, this so. is the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Game one against yeah, Boston. Exactly. Wednesday. All right. Uh, we got a sound check to get to and then a little bit more about the game. Um, so you can follow this uh, playlist. Kyle and I will pick songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game and put those on a playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. And uh, what do you got yeah. for uh, the game against the Flyers? This is going to sound very left field, but this is a band very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Oingo Boingo. Whoa. I okay. love Danny Elfman, love Oingo Boingo. Who do you want to be today? Mm, great title. It's a great, incredible. When this hits the playlist, seek this song out. This is an absolute banger of a song. And mm. this is honestly like a gut check for the Avalanche. Like you lost Nathan McKinnon. You're losing your poster guys. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the defending Stanley Cup champions? Or do you want to continue being the the headline going into every sports talk show today mm, yeah. the avalanche lost to the flyers let's point and laugh who do you want to be i love it and mine is kind of in that same realm i had i kind of had the same idea um i went with the the awesome and powerful audio slave which is my mm. you know probably my favorite band ever um and with all of these these unproven young prospects coming up and just getting thrown into the fire your time has come and and that's that's the it's the first single off their uh second album called out of exile and that that's that's it like we can't dwell on this we we could we could have come up with songs and we've done it we've come up with songs where it's like oh like we're sulking in our own misery but no now it's time to you know pull yourself up by the the skate straps and make a name for yourself yep you know uh who's who is it going to be because we we need more than one we're, we're you know you could even put holding out for a hero <laughs> if you wanted to put that song in here what was that we, short circuit uh i think that no. was a short circuit too that song yeah it was in footloose too i think yeah uh, holding out for a hero yeah that shows you the upbringing i had <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah your time has come because it, it is it's here and you got to seize that moment. So we'll see, but you can definitely check those songs out on Spotify. And then um, I-, I wanted to kind of talk about the flyers as a team. And this was, this was Carter Hart winning them this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what a time for him to decide to, I don't know if this was his best game. I don't watch a ton of flyer games, but he played great. Yeah. He played great. And I got to be honest, like the rest of the flyers team didn't impress me all that much. No. Yeah, I know you got five goals, one with an empty netter, but that's why it's a little bit even more like twist the knife because I still feel like even down Nathan McKinnon, the Avalanche should have won that game. The Flyers just kind of skate around. They're like just your basic hockey team where if they get a look, they're going to fire the puck on net and see what happens. That's not a bad thing to do, but it's not impressive. Where the Avalanche, when when they're on their game – you watch that and you're just in awe. Nothing about the Flyers impressed me, so that's why I'm a little bit even more bitter about this is because you are still a better team than they are. And that's honestly, if you want to sum the last night's game up, it was cohesion in the Flyers. It doesn't matter about their talent. They play together. They know what they're getting. And like the Avalanche, 
it was like you kicked the top off of an anthill and the avalanche was just scrambling trying to put things back together and it was just all out of sorts everybody was just scrambling that's what the avalanche felt like it was just chaos mm. just trying to make lines work and plays work the flyers they are not the most talented team but they play together they know what they can do it, them just being a cohesive unit and carter hart having i reference them all the time but it's a burakovsky type goalie he has one or two good games a month and the rest are very mediocre to average mm. and that's his career yeah um and then for the avalanche you know you had uh, uh charlie hudon come up i, I like him ain't good man he I had some him. he's a scrapper um, there was a couple chances like right in front of the net where he, I mean, he's falling to the ice and throwing the puck on net. Yeah. Um, you know, how many shots on goal he had seven, he had seven shots on goal. I was going to say so six. He, he was fighting for every inch. So I liked that. Um, but Jason Magna had some, some head scratching moments, Last night, just threw a puck to absolutely nobody and in the defensive zone. And he did it a couple times, and it turned into really, really good chances for the Flyers that they didn't turn into any goals. If they had, um, he would have been on the bench. I, I don't know why he wasn't anyway, because he he made a couple of those just those amateur blind passes behind the net and nobody was there. The closest person was a flyer. So he had a really, really rough game. I don't I don't know if he just took the McKinnon injury harder than anybody else, but he he had a rough game. I think he also read Twitter and saw that he was waived and he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wave me? I, I guess I'm you just got throwing it. the towel here. So um, but but he can be okay for this. He can be a, a solid depth guy. You're not going to expect miracles out of him, but they've called him up more than probably any other guy from the Eagles over the past couple of years. So they obviously have some faith in him. Um, I'm not going to say they lost it last night, but I kind of feel like he is a product of when this team is healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if he has a, a good fourth line that he can play with, knowing that, um, you know, the, the, the other, the other lines are, are just firing on all cylinders and you're wearing that other team down cause you're just rolling four line. He'll take advantage of that. But yeah. when you ask him to step up, um, that's tough. It's tough to ask him to do that and not blaming him because he couldn't, um, it, he just, he just, just seemed in a fog last night for some reason. I have a feeling that every time Colorado calls Loveland to call up a player, Magna answers the phone first, like Arthur Fonzarelli. He just like hits it and picks it up. And they're like, no, we're calling up Cout. And he passes it to Cout. But like Magna, he's been up and down so many times and he's mm. been decent, like a C plus, just like fix a hole yeah. here kind of player. But he's never surpassed that. And no. to see him like take a step back, you're like, come on, man. And I don't expect him to surpass that. That's what he no. is. That's what he's there for. You know um, exactly when... what you're getting out of Magna. That's why it's so striking when he has those games where he's just throwing it to no one mm. um you you start to lose a little faith in even getting that yeah. out of him yeah and you know when when you have when you're down what you're down you need to take advantage of certain plays and martin Cout had a breakaway and even cal mccarr had a breakaway yeah and neither of those guys could put those home 
So, uh, you know, easier said than done. Um, but it's just same Wave thing them going... too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it... Just come on. Just just start for wave everybody. That's it. Let's just yeah. let's redraft. <laughs> so a day off, and then Boston comes to town. So we'll keep an eye for this Nathan McKinnon news. Um, I haven't been checking while we've been recording, so uh, may, maybe we already know. I, I don't know, but maybe by the morning we will. Can we just start getting guys? back that's what kills like we keep losing guys we're not getting anybody in return yet i, I just want to want to bring some guys back before we lose anymore it's just it's all one-sided right now we're giving everybody up and we're not getting buddy anybody in return so winning helps winning helps it does and we were doing that in november we still yep. had these injuries and we were on a pretty good run and we were feeling pretty good about it all these young guys getting experience and winning and now we're seeing the other side of it it's not always sunshine so, uh, but we will we will be back tomorrow with any updates on Nathan McKinnon or anybody else. Like uh, Nachuskin is skating and looks pretty good while he's skating. So maybe he's sooner rather than later. You want to get news like that. All right, everybody, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.